Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Sarah, and today I'm joined by John, Angeline, and Anna. We come to you every week from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association and are heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about some upcoming events, um, our new TVA app, which is really exciting, and there might be a heated discussion about, like, can you eat healthy on a budget? So, tune in. So, so what's your guys' take on this? Can you eat healthy on a budget? Yes. All right, Sarah, what's your thinking? Um, I think as long as... I mean, it takes organization and planning. I mean, it's really easy to spend a lot of money on food, especially if you're someone who, you know, works downtown, the food courts, like the healthier restaurants are often the more expensive ones. Um, I also, like we were talking about earlier, I think that's a matter of perception too, because you can, you know, go to... Like, you don't need to be spending a lot of money on unhealthy food if you're doing that planning on the weekend, that meal prep on the weekend, um, shopping different grocery stores, um, going to the markets, going to the farmer's markets in the summer. Um, Yeah, I don't think it has to be expensive or all that difficult either. Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking? I think, uh, well, we have to take it back a little bit to where even the terms like healthy eating is yeah. coming from, mm-hmm. because I think the whole spew part of it is the topic coming up is from articles that were written and maybe the articles were a little bit narrow minded. So, you know, what do you mean when you say healthy? Like, are you saying a whole plant based food diet? Nowhere in there did we say organic, yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you take out the organic, a whole plant based diet we know that that's inexpensive. Like even Jamie Oliver has done this on TV where he takes families and he goes into their house and he'll teach them how to cook because maybe they don't know how or they think it takes a long time. So he teaches them recipes that are really easy to do. And then he shows them that it's actually cheaper to eat that kind of diet than it is to go out and eat. Right. Um, And well, okay. So like, are we talking, is it, Cheaper to buy packages of ramen noodles. Okay, yes, that's definitely cheaper. That's cheaper than buying like whole foods and eating them and cooking them. And it's a lot more, like less time consuming, but it's not that much cheaper. But would it fill you up to the same extent though? Like Uh, if I'm, if I'm going to go home and, and, you know, I don't eat ramen noodles or instant noodles or Kraft or whatever, if I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat that, I'm going to still be pretty hungry probably I'll be hungry two hours and... later. You're yeah. absolutely right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Is they don't realize that they're buying those because they think they're cheaper and they're eating them. But then they're probably eating a lot more stuff. But they don't put it all together. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. just think, yeah. oh, this is my dinner. And, and then, it only cost me 99 cents. But they don't realize. But then you're eating potato chips and you're eating all these other things. Yeah. Yeah, because like all of those night. processed packaged foods are engineered to make you crave more. Right. They're filled with salt and sweeteners and fillers that want you to eat more. And that's what they do. And your body's still looking for that hit of nutrition. They're like, that's right. okay, but I, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, fast, simple carbs, but I haven't gotten like, where are my micronutrients? So I'm still looking for something, looking for some fat, looking for some protein. 
Um, like, I mean, you could take, like, some ramen noodles, like, if you're on, a like, a budget or a student budget, but then, like, add some things to it. Um, you could add some veggies to the soup. You could add beans to the soup. You could, like, put avocado on top. I would say you don't need to buy the packaged ramen noodles. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. You could do you that just with rice. Go, just go buy, like, a package of plain noodles and put whole foods in your pot and cook it all together. And that, in and of, in a little bit of salt or whatever it is, flavor, or not even mm-hmm. salt, like, use herbs or whatever, right? Dried herbs are cheaper than fresh herbs. We know that. Mm-hmm. And a little bit goes a long way. Like, you don't need... It's not that expensive. You just have to do it. Yeah. And it's the planning. I think where people end up under the impression that eating healthier can be a lot more expensive is if you don't plan well. And you can eat poorly. You can spend a lot of money on poor food if you don't plan well either. Mm -hmm. I think it's taking the time to, you know, do a menu. Not even necessarily like a full menu on the weekend, but making your grocery list, sticking to your list in the store. Um, You can do like some flyer shopping. Yeah. Or like, you know, I tend to keep like a running inventory in my head. That's just me. Of like, I know like what my favorite things cost at different stores, and if I find something cheaper, I'll buy a lot of it at a different store or stock up when it's on sale. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Angeline, your thoughts? Um, I think you've hit most of the points, but we, I was thinking about comfort food, too, and how some people, you were talking about, um, Anna was talking about how there's organic and there's healthy and there's a difference. And, and some people uh, that eat organic think it's cheaper to have, uh, or, or that would have looked at um, organic think it's cheaper to not have organic, and they they mix that up with vegetarian versus not vegetarian. Like I think part of the argument was if you're going to be vegetarian and eat healthy, it's more expensive, but not really because it's the organic piece. That's the problem, right? It's like, um, it bothers me when people are kind of snobby about not organic food. Mm -hmm. I totally get that organics really healthy. It's really good for the environment, but you have to live within your means, right? And you can't make people, like, you can't be judging people for not eating organic. Yeah. At least they're, like, eating as healthy as they can, whether and that's drawing the line at being vegetarian or whether that's spending more to be organic. It's still healthier than eating, like, the processed meats and um, things that non-vegetarians don't uh, and Yeah, and I eat. think people will say use something like, well, I can't be full, I can't afford to be, like, organic like full organic and shop at this particular market so I, I just I can't eat healthy I can't afford to be a hundred percent um or my perception of a hundred percent so like I'm I'm just I just I can't do it right now so I'm gonna be okay with you know not eating well because I'm just I just can't I I, I think I, I agree with what you're saying sir I think it's important for us to move past this notion that unless you're eating uh, you know, fully organic, one hundred percent of the time. Therefore, you're not eating healthy. Yeah, right? the like, purest attitude. It doesn't. Yes. It, doesn't it doesn't have doesn't to be. Help anyone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. In in this particular case, um, and and you know, I think we've touched on this a little bit. Maybe not so much on the podcast, but earlier when we were talking, and I was you know about to bust a vein in the side <laughs> of my head over the over the whole conversation. But you know, I, I think that there's a perception piece here as well too. Right. You know, if you see two people walking down the street, one is, and Sarah touched on this, from the upper middle class carrying a, a bunch of kale in their Whole Foods bag and they're dressed really nicely next to someone who's n- not from the same socioeconomic status 
and is carrying the exact same kale in a no-frills bag, you automatically assume that the person who is more financially better off has got the healthier product, which isn't the case, right? It's the same kale. It's the exact same kale, exactly. So it's it's not it's not this this perception of what it actually has to be, right? And you know, I think that the kale is is an important um, comparison, right? Like you know, not to pick on Whole Foods, I think it's it's great for for what it does on on some level. But, you know, you don't have to go into Whole Foods and spend six bucks on a head of kale. I think part of it is people like jumping to the extreme from from one extreme to another. So say you're like unhealthy and you go to a naturopath for the first time and the naturopath says, you know what, all processed food is crap. What you need to be doing is eating clean. And then they'll give you the cleanest of clean idea, depending on the the naturopath or health professional of any sort. Mm -hmm. They'll say, you know, this is the healthiest way, especially if someone, a lot of people, what drives them to go healthier is some sort of illness. So they're mm-hmm. like, I want to beat this cancer or I want to beat this heart disease or whatever. And then they they go to the extreme. They read about how mm-hmm. great it is to eat um, organic and raw yeah. because, you know, you have more nutrients in the soil. Um, there's no pesticides. You could be reacting to pesticides. Maybe that made you sick. And then there's this kind of like obsession to kind of clean extremely Mm -hmm. um instead of just maybe doing it in stages or yeah just just go healthier don't go like over the top so one thing I coach with like my clients like in the gym because that's one thing where like food and fitness people think if they can't go all in then it's not worth or they will go all in for like two weeks burn out and then they burn out and you never see them again um so one of the things I try to coach with my clients is like let's pick one thing like what's the one thing you want to focus on this month and maybe it's just something like drinking more water maybe this is the month where you're gonna like pack your lunch and let's focus on this one thing maybe it's just coming to the gym three times a week and it's just baby steps until you kind of make those gradual lifestyle shifts and that sticks a lot longer than just trying to do it all at once yeah. and maybe you don't hurt yourself like I exactly don't, like with work, i don't know if it applies to food but when you're working out and you go like from no working out to working out every day hard you could hurt yourself yeah well there's a detox effect with food sometimes that yeah. people get where they'll go like super clean all at once and then end up getting sick as their body's trying to get rid of all those toxins all at once and for some people that can be an intense effect and yeah i get turn off. like bad headaches and all yeah. that stuff and there, there's also the psychological challenge of all this as well too, yeah. right? Right. So you the know, social aspect of yeah, it too. Yeah, there's right? yeah for sure. So there, you know, there's the 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 difficulty of, you know, you're faced with this challenge of going to the gym three days a week or buying, you know, m- you know, more whole foods or getting rid of the processed foods in your kitchen or or, or whatever challenge it is that you're kind of undertaking, right? And we're, we're talking specifically about eating healthy with this, but for a lot of people, it's just like that is too much, too, and it's too <laughs> overwhelming, and therefore mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to do it. Right? It's you know it's one of the reasons why we do the veggie challenge, right? Yeah. And it's not you know a, a, a veggie challenge year; it's a veggie challenge week, right? It's it's getting people to try to adopt to it over a, a short period of time, right? Because there is there is it can be hard for people to make, you know. Uh, changes, even small changes, right? Well, if you think about it, people slip into unhealthy habits slowly. You didn't gain a hundred pounds in, you know, six months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that took a long time. So you're not going to lose that weight in six months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Oh, this is the hack. This is the the, the (laughs) life hack. hack. The life hack. There's no hack. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it, to steal someone else's terms. So yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. The secret is that there is no secret, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, that's the way life kind of works, right? Uh, so uh, from a mer- more practical perspective, what can, what can people who want to eat healthy on a consistent basis do, especially if they, you know, are working on a budget? So, so in my case, you know, I want to talk to everybody, example. right? <laughs> so it's, 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 it's important for me because I eat a lot. Like, you know, the, my calorie <laughs> consumption is quite great, to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, so it's, it's important for me to not always try to eat the most expensive foods because I know that my grocery bill would be ridiculous. Right. <laughs> so for me, it's, um, there's a couple of things that I like to do. I, I buy some stuff in bulk. So sitting at home, I have a half eaten bag of 25 pounds worth of pinto beans and the exact same thing worth of chickpeas. And it's, you know, the 25 pound bag of pinto beans and the 25 pound bag of chickpeas has last me, I think it's pushing six months right now and I'm only halfway through of it. So it's one of those things where it, you know, those things can last you a long time and each one of them cost me less than 30 bucks. So it's, it's one of those things where you know that that can, if, if that's something that you're really into, I, I may come as like pretty much on a weekly basis, that's going to last me a long, long period of time, Right. So yeah, if you know that you're really going to be into something, buy it in bulk. That's one way of, of saving up some money as well too. But you know, also again, from a health perspective, you're not going to get much cheaper than dried beans. Nope. Like oh my gosh, like it's ridiculous how cheap that they actually are, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it is. It's one of those things where you know earlier I was reading an article. I think it was, I forget if it was the Washington Post or Huffington Post, but they're talking specifically about how you know. Uh, and this, to me, this is a myth, right? They're talking about how to eat healthier proteins, it's more expensive. Well, with all due respect, my 25 pound bags of pinto beans that cost me basically a dollar per pound, it doesn't get much cheaper than that, no matter what it's, what it is that you're eating. And that's a great quality protein right there. It's a clean protein, right? So, you know, that's that for me, that's one thing. Other things that I look for, um, and that I'm eating on a fairly consistent basis I buy a big head of cabbage and it usually lasts me a couple of weeks and it's like two, three bucks. And how do you use it? So I make a big thing of cabbage salad with it, right? So I just, I chop it up and then I'll put it into the food processor so it gets to be fairly fine. And then I'll put in either some other chopped up vegetables and then you can put on any form of salad dressing that you want. Sometimes I'll put on my tahini dressing. Sometimes I'll just go with balsamic vinegar and olive oil, I'll throw some nutritional yeast on there and, you know, any other sort of seed or anything else that you want to throw on. It's just like a, a typical salad. But again, I'm sorry, like a, a head of cabbage, which is the size of the basketball, costs you two, three bucks. Cabbage fills you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it is. It's one. Of, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, this is, this is you know, n- completely just common sense, right? You see how heavy it is. You know how cheap it is. It's probably going to fill you up, right? Sarah was talking earlier about potatoes and carrots. Yes. She's surprised she's not orange. She's definitely not orange at the moment, but she's eating a lot of them. So, and we know that sweet potatoes and carrots are dirt cheap, right? Yes. Even white potatoes. Like, I find, for me especially, I found, like, with running and everything, like, potatoes happen to be, like, the best carb that sits in my stomach well, that I can eat a lot of it, and good energy. So, yeah, I'd probably eat more potatoes than the average person, but it works for me. So, I'll do that, like instead of rice, instead of like breads and things and potatoes aren't expensive. No, Mm -hmm. pretty cheap for sure. 
Angelina, Anna, what's your thoughts on, um, on cheap food that, I, I, are, that is healthy? and? Yeah, I think uh, you were talking about, like, ways that you are particularly uh, saving money. And I think that uh, we used to waste a lot of produce yeah. by mm-hmm. not prepping it as soon as I got home. So now mm-hmm. I won't buy it unless I know that I have time to prep it when I get home. And that takes planning, yes. right? So part of it is, like, shop before you're hungry and uh, mm-hmm. prep before yeah. you're hungry. Otherwise, you just don't eat as well. Like, in, So, like, lettuce, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the leafy greens, I know they're good for me, but they're just going to rot in my fridge. Yeah. And know what you like, too. Like, I found out, like, for someone who loves vegetables, I do not like red and green lettuce. I would buy it because you're supposed to like it. I do not. I like spinach. I like chard. Mm-hmm. I like kale. I will not eat wilted the moment it looks like it's like slightly going to will, my stomach's just like <laughs> not so much. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, so. um, I have a trick for that. So, like leafy greens, uh, like, sorry, like uh, green and red lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt taught me. She's from like Europe, and she has all these weird tricks. You just cut it like at the stem. Mm-hmm. So all it's kind of like that trick you learn in like bi- biology in like grade oh, five yeah. or whatever you know, and you put it in water. You just fill your yeah. sink with water and you soak your greens in there. And it doesn't matter what kind of green it is. If it starts kind of, not when it's like black, but when yeah. it starts, it looks like kind of flaccid. You just cut it, put it in water, and it comes back to fresh. Huh? Yeah. So, and then that, that got me thinking. So that's part one is how to bring it back, but how to prevent it from getting all wint- wilty is you come home, you do that. You fill the sink, you clean it, and then you spin it. Like, I used to think salad spinners were the silliest thing until I got one as a gift. And now it's, like, the thing that I use most. Really? Right? Because um, it it really makes things last longer. So you spin it, and it doesn't have... It's kind of like what grocery stores do. Yeah, it's like bag bag salad. Yeah. Yeah. you, You want it moist, but you don't want it wet. So, like, it's clean. And then you put it in, like, the poor man's crisper. Like, any kind of container. I know some people don't like using plastic, but... It's, you know, kind of contained, but not totally sealed. So it can be like a plastic bag, a clean plastic bag with a piece of paper towel in it to take the extra moisture yeah. or your crisper. You can just put like a paper towel or if you don't like using paper towel or uh, because you're environmental, use a regular towel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. there's so many ways that you can do it and that saves you money too because you're not buying paper yeah, towel. Yeah, it out. And how much of our food actually gets thrown out, right? Yeah. Like it's a crazy amount that, that gets wasted on those bills on a, on a regular basis, right? The but other thing that... I have, like, lettuce and um, chicory and stuff in my that's been in my fridge for a week and a half. It looks like I just bought it. Yeah. And I just take off pieces as I need it because it's been yeah. prepped, right? But you also, if I'm correct on this, you also, when you have, like, carrots or celery, stuff like that, you will put that into a container yeah. with water in the fridge, and that also prevents it from yeah, going bad as well, Yeah, that's an old too, restaurant right? trick, right? Like, celery and carrots, if you chop them and put them in water, they'll just, like, stay and stay. And it's not even, like, tofu where you have to change the water every day. It's, like, if you change the water once a week, you're good. Yeah. yeah. So. All good to plans here. Anna, what's your thinking? What's I the, don't what's, do all those things. What's, <laughs> I just go to the grocery store. There, there, there has to be... I don't be, do any of those things. There you has know to be what? some I sort of Portuguese, Portuguese grandma, old oh. school way of doing something with vegetables to keep shop things Shop often. We rest. used to shop often. That's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Shop That's often. Like, thing. buy small amounts and buy them often and then, like, consume whatever. Like, so, yeah. you know, you're consuming as much of one thing on one day and then the next day you'll eat something different, right? So it's another kind of produce that you're having and also like that's ideal actually. like prep things like cook things so i'll cook like a bunch of 
mostly I do lentils and quinoa, and then I'll freeze them in small portions. I have glass containers that I can put in the freezer. I'll freeze them in small portions, and then I take them out as I need them or yeah. I want to eat them. And that, I think, works really well. I used to, like, cook a whole bunch and leave it in the fridge, but then sometimes it would go bad if I, you know, happened to not eat at home as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like having that. So that works really well is prepping in advance. And I know there are a lot of people, which I don't do, but they'll cook, like, their whole week's worth of food on a Sunday afternoon mm. and freeze them up into... Por- John? <laughs> I, I yeah. put my hand up. I'm sorry. I do that totally. But I think one of the things is as well is where you shop and yeah. what's convenient for you mm-hmm. and what's nearby, right? Mm-hmm. So, and if Which is cheaper. If you're looking for the cheaper thing, sometimes getting it in bulk, like John was describing, yeah. works yeah. for produce as well. Like if you live close to a place that sells small portions reasonably, then your technique is better. It's ideal, right? Because it's... Yeah. Fresh, but. So I have a couple of things I just want to say, and I want to get um, you to talk about something that that you talked about <laughs> earlier. Sorry, Angeline, something you talked about earlier. But one of the things is I don't eat, eat organic, mostly. Mm-hmm. But I love going to the organic farmer's market at Dufferin Grove. It's not that much more expensive. Because yeah, you're getting it right from the farmers. Yes. Yeah. But it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. And this is playing yeah, back to it like yeah. it's not pretty and so elaborate on that what do you mean by it's not like pretty? the carrots are funny shapes and they're you know not clean when i go get them at the farmer's market yeah. right because these they just the, pulled them out of the ground yeah. threw them in the bin took them to the truck you know yeah and put it out for us right yeah. and so you know they're not washing this stuff for you they're not bringing it clean i just take it home and i put it in the fridge and it keeps well yes and i wash it up especially root vegetables I yeah think. I wash it up when it's time for me to eat it, right? Because that's how they store it. They're not washing it to store it. They eat it, you know, whatever. So that was one thing. That's just one thing that I do. And I I like going to the farmer's market just because, you know, they've picked it that day and they'll tell me about it, you know? So it's kind of... And I know I'm getting good stuff from them. It's not... Mm Because I... Honestly, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just... And you're supporting that business too. It feels good. Yeah. And maybe it's too, like, what someone said to me once, like... You go to the higher end organic food stores and they'll have like a can of tomatoes that's organic and you go to, you know, the lower end store and it, like what's really different about it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I wanted you to talk about the grade A yeah. Oh, yeah. thing. So when I was in college, one of the marketing students did a experiment uh, or project where she brought like a truckload of carrots that were not A grade. Uh, using air quotes, um, because A grade is just, I guess, a- aesthetically, they, they, yeah. they grade produce on how uh, pretty it is, uh, standardized it looks. Mm. So carrots are, you know, triangular, long, pointy things, not like something that looks like it could walk away because there's two of them attached or kind of mis- malformed in some way. And, you know, students or trying to save money. So they're like, yeah, I'll take carrots. But in the experiment done somewhere else, actually, even there, some of the students just wouldn't take it because they're like, that's not a carrot. I know what a carrot is. What are you trying to pawn off on me? You know, so it's, uh, it, perception has something to do with it. And like, when, if you go to a farm yourself, like I was telling a woman yesterday, uh, recalling with a woman, uh, having dinner with a friend and he asked for a pickle and my husband jokingly said raw or pickled. And he had no idea what we meant because we had this huge veggie tray and there were cucumbers and pickles on it. But my friend, who was like 27 at the time, had no idea they were the same thing. And, <laughs> and so someone said, well, 
a, a pickle. A, a pickle is a cucumber that's been pickled. And he said, no way. And he, like, <laughs> took real convincing to believe. Because, you know, if you don't see where the food comes from. Yeah. So it, yeah. Ca- it came out of the ground in a pickle jar? Uh, yeah. I, or grew on a tree. I don't yeah. know what he said. <laughs> the, old, the old pickle jar tree. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get me one of those in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, the, all good points. Pickled food, actually, is a way to save money, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially in the wintertime, um, you know, and a way to save money. Like, I know pickled food is good because it's probiotic, and I don't know the details of it, but I know if you go to the store to buy vegan kimchi, yeah, it's hard to find. And then I can get one that I can hold in my hand. I'm sorry, I don't know measurements. I hold in one hand, and it's 10 bucks, and it's delicious. 250 mils. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then I can go to like the ethnic aisle and buy myself some sauerkraut Mm -hmm. in a jar that I need two hands to hold, whatever that is. Yeah. And it's like 500 mils. (laughs) $4. You know what I mean? So I'm getting that kind of fermented food that your body needs, but at a more affordable cost Mm -hmm. price. Um, So ethnic foods, I guess. The ethnic aisle is a good place to look. Yeah. You have to be cautious when you're buying certain ethnic foods. you got to watch for MSG and a lot of ethnic foods. MSG and sometimes fish sauce. If it's kimchi, like... uh, I haven't found kimchi in the ethnic aisle. The the ethnic kimchi often has fish sauce. But you can make those things very easily at home. And I think that probably some of the articles that you read that are saying being... Eating healthy is more expensive. They'll also tell you that if you make your own kimchi and your own sauerkraut, you're going to get sick because you'll get botulism, which is not true. All you have to do is take a course in it. For anyone, any of the instructors will tell you none of that is true. You can yeah. do it at home very safely. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to know what the it's signs how people are. Survived for a long time. Yeah, you didn't exactly. have refrigeration. No, yes. You had to exactly. survive winter times. So. And you can do it. Yeah. You just, you know, you have to use your common sense and you have to know what to look for. When things have gone bad or, you know, My and your taste mom. buds will tell you if it tastes bad, yeah. don't it smells eat it. bad. It's yeah. gone bad. Yeah. With the exception of natto. And actually cabbage. <laughs> don't be making that. That's, another, that's, <laughs> that's oh, a story yes. for another day. <laughs> <laughs> don't be making that. Some yeah. things do smell gross, though. My mom makes cabbage in a big barrel, yeah. a huge barrel. And when she makes it the, at first, like the first month, the house just reeks. And I don't know if that's normal. My poor mom puts up with a lot from... From us when we walk in and we're like, oh my gosh, you're making it again. And um, one of my sisters uh, freaked out once because my mom has this whole technique. Like, you got to keep the water, the cabbage submerged yes. in the liquid. Um, and then sometimes, I guess, there's some sort of bacteria that grows on top that looks like mold. So my, my <laughs> sister totally freaked out. And she's like, our mom's feeding us this stuff and it's going to, you know, make us sick. And so, you know, I did a little research and it's, it's the good mold. Like you just got to, like you said, either do some research or take a class from ideally from or someone. Talk to someone been, who's done it before and who yeah. knows, like your mom mm-hmm. knows what she's doing. She's been doing yeah. it for a long time. And yeah. Nobody's Her whole life. Sick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And right. she knows what's the right smell and what looks right. And you know, it might smell bad, but it's not the wrong bad. That, yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You got to know what it is. Yeah. 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 My mom sure. does a lot of pickling too. The worst was the uh, summer. She decided we had so many tomatoes that she was going to make homemade ketchup, which oh. is really good. But homemade ketchup is the whole ha- – you couldn't go inside. Like, it was overpowering, like, this pickled tomato smell. <laughs> <laughs> she only did it the one the one summer, probably because we were just like – Maybe that's why they used to have summer good. kitchens. Yeah. Probably. Open air. Yeah, yes. maybe. Exactly. Or a secondary kitchen. 
Mm-hmm. Never thought that uh, ketchup would be something that would divide an entire family, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We do need to wrap up. It's funny, before the uh, show, I was like, I don't think we've got enough information. So I've written down four points and we got to one. And unfortunately, that's sometimes the way things roll when we get uh, discussing about uh, the costs of... Uh, food mm. and how it can totally be done fairly easily. So tune in for more next Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Just have to come back next week. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca and you can find more information out about what we do and listen to past episodes of Veg Out at veg.ca. So until next time, Veg Out. Thank you.